Hello everyone and welcome to episode 40 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about five weird British sayings that people actually use. So not a load of random sayings from old Shakespearean times that no one actually says anymore. These are five sayings that that people still actually use today, you can use yourselves, you will hear sometimes, but they're just a little bit weird or a little bit random, at least in my opinion. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before I jump into the episode, you can download the transcripts for this episode and any of the other episodes on the website, that's www.unlockingbritishenglish.com, so you can do that for free right now if you want to read along to the transcripts while you are listening to this episode. So yeah, let's get started with the first little bit weird saying that we have in English. So the first one that we're going to talk about today is Bob's your uncle. So some of you might have already heard this because I actually mentioned it in the podcast a few episodes ago when I talked about what I got up to at the weekend. Uh, but as I said it, I realized that it probably wouldn't make sense to a lot of people. It's obviously not clear what that means. And then I realized that I didn't really even know how to explain it. So I don't know if I did a very good job of actually helping anyone understand what that meant in that episode. Um, so Bob's your uncle, a weird little saying that we have in the UK. Uh, it basically is, it means it's used to conclude like a list or a set of instructions. I think actually that one of the easiest ways to understand it is it's quite similar to the French word voila, right? This idea of, um, I don't know, if, if I give you a couple of examples, if I, uh, someone says, is dinner nearly ready? And I say, I just need to add the sauce and then Bob's your uncle. It's like, you know, done, sorted, cool. Um, you know, uh, I've just got to finish this email, then I'm going to grab a beer, sit on the sofa, Bob's your uncle. Cool, sorted, done. Um, it's it, it's it's a very random saying. It's quite hard to explain. Um, but like I say, it's used to sort of conclude a list, a set of instructions or a list of things. Uh, it's used very similarly or, or quite similarly to how you would say voila. Um, not that you would necessarily say that, but I think everyone's kind of heard of that word. People kind of vaguely know what I'm talking about. Uh, and so, yeah, Bob's your uncle. It's just kind of like cool, sorted, done everything's good. Uh, so that is the first weird saying that we have in the UK. So you you can and will hear that sometimes, maybe not that often, but it's not that weird to hear. So yeah, if you want to add a little bit of British spice to your, to your uh, British speaking, well, yeah, Bob's your uncle. Here you go. You've got it. Um, so the second weird little phrase that we have in English that I'm going to talk to you about today, my neck of the woods my neck of the woods. So my neck of the woods just means like the area where you live, right? It's like saying you're part of town. So as an example, uh, maybe I saw an old friend uh, in my city, but he was just leaving and I say, well, uh, give me a shout next time you're in my neck of the woods and we'll go get a drink. Um, right? So like, give me a shout meaning give me a call let me know uh, give me a shout next time you're in my neck of the woods let me know next time you're you're in my part of town and you're in the area where i live um and so uh, i think that the origin of this uh, actually makes a little bit more sense a lot of the things well most of these don't really have a clear origin um but in this case uh, a neck originally or or um 
before in sort of older English, a neck could also be like a narrow stretch of the woods or a, a narrow little sort of path or something like through the woods um, and so I think it's something that's just kind of it's come from there and then it's evolved uh, just to, to mean kind of the general area rather than just this small specific place but anyway uh, if you want to if you want a little bit more of a colloquial way to talk about the area where you live you can talk about your neck of the woods or my neck of the woods uh, so yeah that's the second one that I wanted to introduce you guys to today um, the third little strange phrase we have for today's list is to go pear-shaped so if something goes pear-shaped it just means that it's gone wrong or it's gone bad uh, so I might say I don't know once we switched from beer to vodka it all went pear-shaped right it's like everything uh, everything went bad another way you could say that is it all went off the rails right the train went off of the rails off of the train track it's like it uh, it went bad and so um, yeah to go pear-shaped um, there are a few opposing explanations or clashing explanations uh, as to the origin of this phrase. Um, some people say that it dates back to the Air Force, the Royal Air Force uh, in the 1940s, kind of uh, beginning of the war, pre-war, um, Second World War that is, um, and it was something to do with when they were trying to to practice going in an exact circle they would uh, if they if it went wrong it would go into more of a pear shape and so that flight that they're like practice of a circle it went into a pear so it literally went pear shaped um, another sort of theory is uh, says that it was about these kind of observational balloons that were used during World War One. So you can imagine like a, a hot air balloon, like a little hot air balloon um, that would like go up into the air, obviously, and people would kind of look over and see what was going on. Um, and so it, sometimes if they didn't inflate properly, because if they inflate correctly, they would be sort of round, right, or mostly round. If they didn't uh, inflate correctly, then they would go again pear-shaped, like literally, uh, sort of thinner at the top or at the bottom, right? Uh, and so, yeah, there's a couple of ideas as to where that come that came from, um, but it doesn't really matter. It's still used today. You can hear it fairly regularly. You can use it. It doesn't sound weird. So, yeah, if things uh, are going wrong or if things have gone wrong, you can say that things went pear-shaped or things are going pear-shaped. So, yeah, that is strange phrase number three for today's list. Um, so, number four is, pardon my French. So, in, in English, in British English at least, uh, we can say, pardon my French, or some people say, pardon my French, um, to excuse the use of a swear word, of a bad word, um, a naughty word, if you want. Um, uh, that's it, And it's kind of, well, um, sometimes it can also be used for sort of comic effect as well to sort of like before you say something very rude uh, you can say pardon my French or you can also say excuse my French some people will say excuse my French or pardon my French um, and yeah like I say it's used to excuse a swear word so um, I don't know I might say pardon my French but her new boyfriend is an absolute beep right I'm not gonna go into uh harder swear words into the in this podcast but um yeah you get the idea so 
this is just really strange to me because you know it's like the use of the the french language to denote something being like a swear word um it's quite strange nowadays but actually uh, according to uh the people that look into the history of these kind of phrases and things etymologists um People say that this phrase originated kind of uh, in the 19th century, I think, sort of as a literal excuse uh, for using a French word or a French phrase in a conversation and when someone didn't speak that language. Um, so again, if you've listened to previous episodes of the podcast, you might have listened to the, the episode about why English spelling is so weird. Uh, and in that episode, we talked a little bit about like the French and the Norman French influence on the language. And so for a long period of time, there was uh, quite a mix of French speakers and English speakers uh, living together in England and Britain. Uh, and so there was a time where some people would speak both French and English or maybe a little bit of a mixture or some words and phrases would sort of um, seep from one language into another, right, would drift from one language into another. Um, and so, yeah, that is why people think we say that now. But yes, in modern day English, when you say pardon my French, it's uh, to excuse the use of a swear word or, a, you know, a bad word or, you know, sometimes for more for comic effect before saying something like really uh, strong or direct. And so, yeah, pardon my French is the fourth strange saying that we have here in the UK that, uh, that I wanted to mention today. And so the fifth and final strange phrase that we have uh, on our list today is thick as thieves. So uh, if people are thick as thieves, it's not to say they are not uh, very smart, that they are stupid, right? Because sometimes if you call someone thick, it can mean to, that they are not very smart, that they're a little bit stupid. Um, thick as thieves actually means that someone or people are very close friends, right? They're people that share everything with each other. They're, they're each other's confidants is, is, is the word, but you, they share everything. There's no secrets. They're very, very close. Um, so I don't know, right? Kate and Sophie are always together. They're as thick as thieves. Um, it just means that they're very, very close. They're like inseparable. And like I say, they share everything with each other. Um, and even though this phrase sounds a little bit strange, which is why I included it in today's list, thick as thieves, it sounds a bit weird. Uh, and it sounds like it should be like, um, it sounds a bit sort of despective. No, it sounds like it's a bit of an insult almost. Uh, but it's not. It just means that they're, they're very, very close. Um, and the reason is because actually historically or in the sort of 18th century around that time uh, thick was used it used to also mean kind of closely allied with close together like uh, allies imagine you know like two countries working together fighting together in a war against another enemy they are allies right so thick also used to mean like closely allied with um, and and people thieves right people that steal things were generally thought of as people that were kind of like they would go around in bands, they would conspire, they would, you know, kind of uh, work together and they had their own little sort of network almost. Um, there's, there's also the saying that uh, there's honour amongst thieves, uh, this idea that, you know, thieves don't kind of, they don't rat on each other, right? They don't tell on each other, they don't, you know, um, you know, kind of do anything to negatively impact someone else's 
uh, work, be it thieving or otherwise. Uh, and so, yeah, thieves were thought to be those kind of people. Thick used to mean sort of closely allied with. And so even though it sounds a little bit weird, this one actually has a very sort of clear and simple origin. Uh, and so, yeah, if you want to describe people that are very close, that are like inseparable, they share everything together, uh, you can say that they're as thick as thieves um, if you wanted to. You could just say they're close friends, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today is five strange weird sayings that we have in British English. So we're going with thick as thieves. So yeah, that uh, those are the five kind of phrases that I wanted to talk about today. So we had Bob's your uncle. That's just, just you know, concluding a list, a set of things. Um, add the sauce, put a little bit of pepper, Bob's your uncle, sorted. Cool. Uh, we had my neck of the woods, which is just the area where you live, right? It's your part of town. Give me a shout next time you're in my neck of the woods and we'll go for a drink. Um, the third one we had was to go pear-shaped, which is just to say that something is going bad or has gone wrong or bad in general. Um, so once we switched from beer to vodka, it all went pear-shaped. Everything went bad. The fourth uh, phrase that we had today was pardon my French, uh, which is used to excuse the use of a swear word or uh, before saying something very strong, very direct, very heavy. Um, um, yeah, something not child-friendly, certainly. Um, pardon my French, so pardon my French, but uh, that guy is an absolute whatever. Uh, so that was number four. And the number five, the final one, thick as thieves. People that are very, very close, they share everything together, inseparable. And so, yeah, those are five slightly weird, strange phrases that we have in British English today that we that we still use. And so, like I say, you, you can hear those phrases. Um, you might not hear them all that often, right? It's not going to be the kind of thing that people use on a daily basis, but they are things that are actually used. So I wanted to make sure that whilst I was including things that were a little bit uh, um, a little bit strange, right? I didn't want them to be so random that they weren't actually going to be of any use to you. So these are all phrases that you could use if you use them in the context that I've talked about, uh, and it's not going to sound strange. People people use these phrases. So yeah, those are five strange phrases that you can use in British English to maybe sound a little bit more natural, a little bit more British uh, if you want to. So yeah, that's all for today. I hope you guys have all enjoyed the episode. As always, always, if you have any thoughts or opinions, feelings about the podcast, if you have suggestions for future episodes, things that you would like me to talk about in future episodes, then please feel free to get in contact with me. You can email me unlockingbritishenglish at gmail.com or you can contact me on Instagram at unlockingbritishenglish. And so, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode.